When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, with hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. This is No BS Job Search Advice Radio, episode 1609. I'm your host, Jeff Altman, the Big Game Hunter, and welcome. I like to spend a little time daily talking with you about some aspect of life, the universe, everything. You know, the things related to your job search, of course, because frankly, the skills needed to find a job are different than those needed to do a job. And on this show, I'm doing one. Uh, about the top 10 career mistakes that I see people make. Hope you find it helpful. Hope you give it a great review. And please give it a great review. I'd really appreciate it because I want to be helping more people. And frankly, Apple Podcasts and others favor shows with more reviews. And with that, I'd really appreciate it, by the way. Let's get going. I thought today's show would be what I call the top 10 career mistakes people make. And this is what I'll refer to as the 2017 edition uh, of these mistakes. Because I've seen lots of different iterations of this over the years. And I'll just simply say that, you know, I've been watching people as a coach and before that as a headhunter for a long time. And I just noticed that these things keep showing up time and time again. And there are a couple of tweaks in here for this year that I noticed, but um, let me talk with you about the top 10 mistakes. And before I go into it, I'll just simply say, if you like this show, give it a thumbs up on YouTube, give it a, a you know, a, a favorable review on Facebook, uh, follow me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash the big game hunter. And if you're interested in my coaching you, uh, visit the big game hunter.us. There are tabs on the top that will give you information about the various services that I offer and, you know, pick the one that, that you'd like help with. I'd love to work with you. So here we go. Number 10. Only networking when you need a job. I will tell you, people do this all the time. They lurch from job search to job search and put in very little effort between those searches to keep their network up to date. And thus, when they need a job, no one's there to help them. So since at least 70% of all positions are filled as a result of networking, You need to preserve your network, not just simply for your job search, but frankly, your network can help you within your current role. So not maintaining your network is a big thing. And I listed it number 10. Here's number nine, dwelling on your mistakes. One thing I've learned over the course of years is that I'm going to make mistakes. And there are times I have beaten myself up relentlessly for a mistake that I made that someone brought to my attention. The biggest thing that you can do is instead of getting into this notion of shame or self-degradation is ask yourself, 
what can I learn from this and what can I do differently? What did I miss in this situation? And view it as an education thing, not as something that you need to punish yourself for. Number eight, not keeping your expertise up to date. Now, this is not simply something that relates to IT or engineering or the sciences, but most professions have a skill set associated with them that requires updating. Now, if your employer is willing to pay for it, great. Take advantage of any training programs you can get into and keep your expertise up to date. Don't think in terms of um, your current employer, think in terms of the market in general and what the market is going to hire for because there may come a time when you're going to need to look for something else and the fact that you're uh, expert in some obscure technology or business function may not serve you. So always keep your expertise up to date as pertains, as pertains to the market in general. Here we go, number seven, working for someone who proudly tells you that she or he will be in there in the trenches with you. You know, when you work for someone like that, frankly, you're going to wind up working with a micromanager. Micromanagers will drive you nuts because they know exactly how you should do everything, and they're more than willing to tell you that. So if you want to be turned into a clone or a machine or a mini-me, then work for someone who's in there in the trenches with you. Because frankly, they don't know how to delegate. They're going to get overwhelmed and overworked and stressed out and eventually direct at you because you haven't done something perfectly according to their standard. So Avoid working for someone who proudly tells you that they'll be in there with you to help. Number six, not trusting your gut. You know, there are lots of times where your emotional instincts can read the room and read a situation better than your head can. And if you repress your gut, you're going to wind up in messy situations that you could have avoided and pay the price for it. There's no reason not to trust your gut. Now, I'm not telling you to always act on your gut. Your gut is an alert signal to something, and you want to check it out with your head and then do a comparison check. What If what your head tells you calms your gut, that's okay. If all it does is tell you to shut up and avoid thinking about it, not valid. You have to always trust your gut. Okay, number five, asking your boss if your job is at risk when there are rumors. It sounds like a good thing to do. They should know, right? But frankly, most of you work for people who are too far removed from where the real decision is made to really get any sort of value from what your boss is going to tell you. Often what happens is they kind of give you a pat on the head and a placebo. Oh, you're doing a great job. I'd go to the mat for you. But when it's you or them, trust me, that mat is pretty small, and they're the ones who are going to occupy it. So I'll just say that if you ask your boss about whether your job is safe at a time when there's a crisis, 
they just don't know. And you can wind up being at risk with them sh shrugging their shoulders going, gee, I tried, but they didn't alert you. Okay. Number four, always thinking the grass is greener somewhere else. You know, there's lots of things that you can find out before you join a firm. Because I'll tell you from my time in recruiting, there are firms that people would die to get into, and they were firm, those same firms were organizations where people were begging to get out of. You need to know not just simply all the press clippings and you know, all the wonderful stuff about the firm, but where their problems are, particularly those that will affect you in the role. Will you be working for someone who's like that micromanager I pointed to earlier? Is the reason this position there because the last four people that they've hired for the role have walked out? I've run into that before, and there are classic situations where I know a friend of mine, uh, he was coaching someone who turned down an offer, and then the firm came back to her a year later and extended the offer again. And what happened? Very simply, there have been four people in the job <laughs> between the original uh, interviews and the time they made the new offer, and had she not asked about it, she would have walked into a hellhole. Always, always do research, and you know the idea of thinking that every place is, else is perfect other than the one that you're in. That's that's childish and amateurish. Trust me, every place has a problem. Number three, we're getting up to. To the first one, right? Number three, only working for the money, the future opportunity, the noble cause, and not taking a holistic approach. You know, there are people who take jobs because they're offered an enormous bonus or options, and they wind up growing to resent it because the work stinks, they're working for an imbecile, and nothing ever comes to pass. They're promised some sort of future opportunity. If they wind up staying in this role for a year, they're going to get some promotion, and then their boss leaves, and then the successor goes, I don't know anything about that. Or the noble cause, oh, I'm going to save the planet. And they don't take their finances into consideration. They work for substandard salaries, and they can't afford to do the kind of work that they're hired to do because they have five roommates, and they're going to happy hours in order to eat. You know, I'll just simply say, you know, if you're working for the money, for the future opportunity or the noble cause, and sacrificing the other, you're making a career mistake. Here's number two. And this is a biggie, which will just give you a sense of how big number one is, right? Forgetting about relationships and the people. The way you're going to get things done is not by keeping your head down and working like a, like an animal. The way you're going to get things done and be more effective is, in addition to doing the work, making the time to cultivate relationships with people and leaders within your organization so that they know, like, trust, and respect you. If you act like, uh, 
you're going to work like a beast. Uh, they treat you like an animal. And then they wind up never thinking of you as being the person to move ahead, which ties into number one. And you'll see how the two come to get together, abdicating responsibility for your career to your employer and not looking out for yourself. You see, number one and number two really come together. When you surrender responsibility of your career to your employer and forget to look out for yourself, I'm going to tell you, all that's going to happen is one day your employer is going to make a decision to let you go, and you can wind up being stuck with experience that isn't relevant to the, to the market in general. And when you keep your head down and do what you're told, instead of developing the querying techniques, the relationships with people, uh, the relationships with leader, and the ability to think and persuade you will wind up hurting your career. So when you abdicate, uh, let me just tell you a quick story. And uh, for those of you who work in IT and worked in New York and are closer to my age, you remember when there was an insurance company in New York named MetLife, which is still certainly still around, used to have equipment. Uh, it was a Honeywell uh, uh, mainframe, and the and the programming language was called English, which they described as being COBOL-like, uh, which means it wasn't the dominant language of its time. I told you this was a long time ago. And as a result, when NetLife started to need to do layoffs, their IT people got fired, and they had skills that no one else wanted to hire. So... They trusted their employer because their employer said, oh, we have a stable environment, which it was until it wasn't. So when you trust your employer and don't look out for yourself, when you don't keep your expertise up to date in ways that are relevant for the market, you're giving up your power to your employer and trusting them. And I will tell you point blank, employers cannot be trusted with you and your family's livelihood. It is a huge mistake. So that's today's show. I hope you found it helpful. And if you did, here are a few more ways to get more from me. First of all, visit my website, which is TheBigGameHunter.us. I have more than 6,000 blog posts there that you can watch, listen to, or read that will help you find your next job. If you want the best of my advice, join JobSearchCoachingHQ.com, where I've curated information with a focus on interviewing. If you decide to take the lifetime membership at the site, it's $299 currently, but that's the price of a coaching session or an hour of coaching from me, and I'll be giving that to you if you join with a lifetime membership. Have a few questions? Contact me through the Magnify app for iOS or PrestoExperts.com where you can call me. Schedule a specific time with me through chat on Magnify or by connecting with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash the big game hunter. Once we're connected on LinkedIn, you can message me about coaching you, scheduling in time for Magnify or Presto Experts, speak with me about a resume or LinkedIn profile critique, help you with a salary negotiation or my trusted advisor services, and much, much more. Like you, I don't work for free. I do charge for what I do.
You can take my classes on Skillshare and become a premium member using the link in the show notes and receive two months for free instead of just the one that the site offers. Skillshare offers thousands and thousands of courses, not just simply mine, on a host of different subjects that can help you in many different ways. Lastly, join my group on Facebook called Career Angles. It's free to the first 250 people who join and is focused on helping you do better at work. Information is shared daily and we're attempting to build a supportive group there. Ask to join. I'm not letting recruiters in at this point. So I'll be back tomorrow with more. And in the meantime, I hope you have a great day. Be great. Everyone needs more vacation, right? The new United Gateway card knows how to take you away with great travel rewards and no annual fee ever. The wait for vacation is over. Tap now or visit unitedgatewaycard.com to apply. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.